Yo, what's up everybody? What it do? It's me, Ed Carbajal, your favorite ball bag, mixed martial arts analyst for FrontProofMedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel and at the blogboardjungle.com. So, uh, lots of stuff happened today. What a Wednesday. Um, obviously, I got your Ultimate Fighter 26 season recap for you with the ladies fighting. But uh, big news day today, so there's lots of stuff to get to. There's stuff happening this weekend. Um, you got David Branch and Luke Rockhold headlining the uh, UFC Pittsburgh card for the UFC Fight Night. Nice and free on FS1 for us. Hopefully they don't show any golf to ruin the evening. And we also got some boxing. Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, whatever the other G is, versus Saul Canelo. Um, so... Lots of stuff to get to. I got a guest to interview about the uh, Triple G Canelo fight. My old colleague and associate in the online publishing industry, Daniel Zaldivar of Z Boxing News. And uh, yeah, so let's get to it. Lots of stuff happened today. All right, so yes, a big USADA day for the UFC. Um, obviously, by now you heard about John Jones' B sample. Um, the B sample came back positive for the Torino ball. So as a result, the UFC, uh, the California State Athletic Commission, overturned the fight uh, between Daniel Cormier from UFC 214. And as a result of that, the uh, title is stripped and goes back to DC. Um, also in the UFC, the uh, the uh, what you would call it, um, the Ultimate Fighter season 25 winner Jesse Taylor, unfortunately also got flagged by Usada, so he's out of his uh, upcoming match that he had in November. He was supposed to have his first fight, so that kind of sucks for him that uh, he was on the season for redemption. If you remember when he was initially on the Ultimate Fighter, he got removed. Uh, because he acted up after winning and, uh, you know, he got drunk and was celebrating his uh, newfound success, so he thought, and the UFC said we can't have that behavior, and they got rid of him. So he does this whole redemption season, and then this happens, and now he's he's probably, you know, out again, or and uh, depending on the results, you know, he'll probably have to suffer some type of penalty. So along with uh, John Jones' title getting stripped, you know, now look, we're looking at the uh, the four year, the four year ban from the sport. I mean, he sat out two years for the first offense, and now it's a four, a four year ban. And I don't think they're going to show him any leniency. Obviously, they said due process has to happen, but it doesn't look like anybody's uh, going to wait on much from him, considering how fast the the uh, state athletic commission handed down their sentence and the UFC stripped him of the title. So you know, what else is there? I think the four years are coming, so really sucks um, for both these guys, both uh, Jesse Taylor and John Jones. Sucks for us as the fans that like watching them fight and we're looking forward to their fights, but it, it, you know it sucks for them because you know it's not an easy sport, and there's a lot of hard work and sacrifice that goes into uh, preparing for the the fights that they fight and the fights that they had, only to have uh, something like this come out and ruin. You know, like John Jones's legacy is obviously ruined. Um, I say it sucks because, like, it's almost like you're sad for them, but it's like you can't be 
because it's likely something they did to themselves. You know what I mean? So it's like a double as. Um, that's enough bad news on that for today. Let's move on to other stuff. Ultimate Fighter. We got uh, the ladies coming up. And uh, this weekend's UFC Fight Night uh, in Pittsburgh. Luke Rockhold versus David Branch to make their way towards a middleweight t- title. All right, so big fight weekend coming up. UFC Fight Night, Luke Rockhold versus David Branch. Um, <clears throat> middleweight division, obviously, uh, Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre have to do their thing at UFC 217 in November, and Robert Whitaker is waiting in line for the winner of that. And for between uh, Luke Rockhold and David Branch, they also want to get back there. Luke Rockhold probably more so than David Branch, only because he lost to Bisping. And he probably wants to avenge that loss. So let's say Bisping loses. I'm pretty sure that fight still has to happen if Bisping is still trying to fight, uh, you know, after November. Um, anyway, so for the main event, Luke Rockhold and David Branch. Uh, Luke Rockhold seems to be the favorite. I think it's only because of the consensus of people that are being asked are hardcore UFC fans. My pick for that fight is David Branch. David Branch was a two-division champion over at World Series of Fighting. Say what you will. Uh, obviously, everybody's got their promotional opinions about promotions. Um, the UFC nut huggers will hug the nuts of the UFC forever and always. But David Branch put in a lot of work. I mean, he, he, uh, de- he not, not only won the two titles in his uh, light heavyweight and middleweight division over there, but defended them against solid dudes, like really solid dudes. Uh, Vinny Magalash, um uh lewis taylor uh i was at that i covered that for from proof media the uh the world series of fighting did their new year's eve show that's the last time david branch fought in that promotion before he got signed to the ufc i know his first fight in the ufc wasn't impressive or or you know it went to a decision in his favor but he's he's a really intelligent really well-rounded fighter so i got him picked to win um any way he wants in all honesty i mean if it goes to a decision luke rockhold no slouch so i could see it going into a decision in branch's favor only for that reason but um branch is calling for a finish and i see him getting a finish um so that being said that's my pick for the main event there's a lot of good fights on that card one of them got a a change today i don't know if you guys heard about it uh tiago alves is off the card um he was supposed to fight mike perry but they quickly got Mike Perry a replacement, um, gentleman by the last name of Reyes. I'm sorry, I don't have his first name. Um, obviously, with all the news going on today in the UFC, that was one of the lower-profile things that came out. So long as uh, they're moving forward with that event, can't let the uh, the bad news uh, ruin the future of the sport of mixed martial arts. So, looking forward to that. That's going to be a great event. Free on Fox Sports. They're in Pittsburgh, East Coast time, so that means it starts nice and early. I get to watch it and get to sleep at a decent hour. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then I might even be able to watch the boxing that's happening, uh, which is the uh, Gennady Golovkin versus Saul Canelo, Triple G versus Canelo, September 16th, also on Saturday, pay per view time. Um, Jesse, one of our listeners, Jesse, I know you sent in that song when you called in uh, that you called Let's Go Canelo. So I'm going to use that at the end of this to carry us out. But uh, 
before I do that, got to get to some uh, Tough 26 uh, recap real quick. All right, so now we get to the ladies. Uh, episode three of The Ultimate Fighter. Um, really quick, uh, Ariel Beck and uh, Montana Stewart fought in this episode. Um, it's hard to recap all the drama. In all honesty, I, I don't have any interest in, in... I don't like the reality show format for anything. Nothing. I don't like reality TV. I think it's uh, I think it's on its way out of that format. I say it every week. I think the Tuesday Night Contender Series is going to overtake the Ultimate Fighter. But hopefully not before this season. Um, so anyway, uh, obviously if you haven't seen it, Ariel Beck and Montana Stewart went at it. Um, only went one round. Montana Stewart uh, took the win in the first round with a Darce choke. That puts uh, Team Gaethje uh, two, two, two wins and, uh, over the one of uh, over uh, Alvarez's team. So... Um, Lauren Murphy's up next week against that Montayo, uh, Nico Montayo. And, um, you know, Lauren Murphy's already a vet, so she's probably the favorite to win. But yeah, it was a, it was a quick fight. I don't want to, I mean, they both fought well, obviously. Um, credit to, uh, Ar um, excuse me, Ariel Beck. She, uh, when that choke was locked in, she held out, I think, longer than most people would have, and that was deep. I mean, you could literally see. Um, I was actually, when she was adjusting, I was like, oh, you know, uh, you have to get the choking arm deeper. And then they showed the shot of how deep she had her choking arm in for the darts. It's underneath the armpit and across the neck. You can't you, you clasp your hands behind the neck uh, when you're applying the choke, and her wrist was pretty much all the way out from from the choking hand that was under the arm. So... It couldn't have been any tighter, so uh, Beck definitely held out as long as she could. Congratulations to her. So that's three fights in next week. Again, the, the two ladies I mentioned, and uh, that's what we got for the Ultimate Fighter. I can't say it was, uh, I mean, the crying and the stuff like that, you know, all you they all have my sympathies and everything, and, and I think their emotions, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a, I'm a, like a, a chauvinistic bastard, but um because in all honesty i think women fight harder and tougher than the guys do because they have all those raw emotions in them so um when they get upset like that i don't like to see a women cry it, it bothers me tugs at my heartstrings or whatever you want to call it so um all right uh like i said i did i do have a guest an interview with daniel zaldivar we talk about the big boxing for this weekend triple g versus canelo um here you go Mr. Daniel Zaldivar of Z Boxing News. Hello. Hey, what's up? What's up, Daniel? Are we recording now or what? Yes, sir. We are talking to Danny Z of Z Boxing News. So, what's going on, man? We got to talk. We got a big. As as two Mexicans and fight fans, we got a big weekend coming up. Yeah, I mean, you talk about, you know, as close of a 50-50 fight as you can get. Um, Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Triple G Golovkin is, is probably going to be your best bet to catch a 50-50 fight. I mean, honestly, even 
before this fight on Saturday, we've had, in terms of, of the sport of boxing and fights, this year's pretty, been pretty good. I don't think I've, I can remember, at least in recent memory, of, of a year that produced such, you know, good competitive fights throughout the weight divisions. Definitely, man. I mean, I, I, throughout the year, you're right. I mean, just for folks that don't know, uh, Daniel Zaldivar and I have been uh, have been colleagues in this online combat sports writing game for for a long time. Since Page Two Sports, I forget how long, uh, I forget how many years ago that was already. It seems like yesterday, yeah. but yeah, uh, a couple yeah. years. But me and you, have been, me and you, have been writing about fight, fights for a while. And as far as like uh, my boxing knowledge, like my disconnect. Uh, you know, I, I always talk about it when I talk with the guys from from Front Proof. How I I kind of threw my hands in the air after Lennox Lewis lost to to Klitschko back in and I don't even remember the year, two thousand three. <laughs> but it, uh, I always yeah, early and uh, you've always been my connection to boxing or what kind of got me back into it. So um, I figured who better to talk to than uh, than Dan- Daniel Zaldivar about September sixteenth, Mexican Independence Day. <laughs> But, Mexican um, Independence Day. Yeah. Um, so as far as uh, like you said, this year, I mean, I think for me, as as a kind of an outsider looking in, uh, the the fanfare started building up for boxing again a lot after the the, the um, what's his name, Anthony Joshua and Klitschko, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad you touched on that. That fight. Um, a couple months ago, it, it that was. I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, whether it was live or after, but that was like that brought people back to the days like of the '90s, '80s, or just the '90s, of course, like with Mike Tyson and all those guys, like the heavyweights. Because yeah. if you if you look at boxing and even MMA, but you know, boxing being with the you know the historical past that it has. Heavyweight boxers are looked at as more, you know, I, I don't want to use the word icons, but they're looked at as more, you know, appealing, you know, because guys yeah. like Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, and all those guys, Evander Holyfield, and all those guys back in the day, uh-huh. you know, yeah. they put uh, heavyweight boxing on the map and, you know, they produced all these competitive fights. Um, and Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko, not only did they fight in front of 90,000 people at Wembley stadium in London, but you know, like they had so much hype behind them because both of these guys, like Klitschko is like 40 years old, but he's been dominant. He's been dominating that heavyweight division since like 2004. Like he, he's never lost pretty much. Like he only has a couple losses, but he's been dominating for like 10, 12 years. And, and he's like, what? He's like six foot six, six foot seven. You know, he's, ripped he, you know he's really muscular and anthony joshua is like the same height and he's a ripped guy so they were that was a 50 50 fight and they were two heavyweights and like i said i don't know if you got a chance to watch it or any boxing i, did, I sure thought they watched after it. yeah but both men went down throughout the fight yeah. like each each one of them knocked each other down at least once and it was you know that fight couldn't have went any better in terms of helping the sport of boxing, it really couldn't have. Yeah. Like, there's these and two then, big guys, and then knockouts come. It was that was great. That was like a. Like it a was great. It was great. Ending. I actually watched it with my dad uh, after the fact, and I told you that's that's 
that's my roots to boxing. I've, when I was since I was a kid, he's the one that that had me and my brother watching boxing uh, with him when he would get home from a long day's work. But so like if fanfare for me started building up in my, uh, as far as my opinion from what I saw with that fight, and then obviously we had the circus. Uh, couple weeks ago with uh mayweather and mcgregor <laughs> and uh i know i know de la hoya was a little vocal about like how it would hurt boxing but i actually think it's kept people interested long enough to want to see this weekend's fight coming up do you think that's fair to to say I, or i think i think that's fair um <clears throat> i mean i i can understand oscar de la hoya's uh grudge that he's holding if you could call it that because it does. A, it, there, are, there is. I'm sure there's quite a bit of people who are who bought Mayweather McGregor and aren't going to buy Canelo Triple G, who were planning on buying Canelo Triple G until Mayweather McGregor got announced. Because Mayweather McGregor, I think, got announced after Canelo Triple G. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like it's not, you know, it, it's paying for pay per views, especially for Mayweather McGregor, which was a hundred dollars. Um, you know, it's not cheap you know people you know need a, they, they focus on their money they budget you know it's people's money at the end of the day and and you know the pay-per-view like the way of pay-per-view how it's working now especially with online streaming you know this type of netflix and stuff the game is changing so yeah yeah um, it's going to be on fight tv actually uh yeah i noticed that um, yeah I, that's, I actually, that's good that though too. yeah yeah that, that, and you know the, the the landscape is changing you know and and i mean that's another topic for later on but but in terms yeah, of yeah, Oscar yeah. de la Hoya I could see why you know he, he'd be irritated because as a businessman he Mayweather McGregor did ta- did take away a lot of people who bought who were going to buy Canelo Triple G who instead bought Ken, uh, Mayweather McGregor and they're just like oh well which one do I want to see more I'm going to buy this one I don't want to spend you know 150 200 bucks in the span of two months on on fights you know, like yeah. people who just don't think it's worth it, even though the fight this Saturday is totally worth it. And I don't think it's, a, it's not going to be a hundred bucks. That's probably going to be 60, 70 bucks, which is still, you know, some, a bit of dough, but, um, you know, Oscar de Hoya, like, you know, if you're going about it the wrong way by tweeting out F this, F that, F you, Mayweather McGregor mm-hmm. and, and, and saying, uh, is he going about it the wrong way? Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a businessman, yeah he is and professionalism, you know, it it doesn't hurt to just go on interviews and say, you know, like, like they shouldn't be boxing, you know, he's expressed his displeasure, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, it's just the, the politics in the sport, everybody has bad blood and, and, you know, it, it just, it is what it is, you know, but, but like you said, I think there is, there, there is a group of people who watch Mayweather McGregor who, are most likely going to buy Canelo Triple G because they're just like, hey, man, you know, I haven't watched boxing in a while. And I heard about this Canelo Triple G thing because they watched Mayweather-McGregor, which is a boxing fight. And I honestly think that Mayweather-McGregor lived up to the hype that it needed to because, you know, Mayweather-McGregor uh, did, you know, his own thing. And he, he he landed some shots when some people like Max Kellerman of HBO said he wouldn't land anything, you know, yeah. and, and the fight ended in a stoppage. You know, and like especially to the casual fan, people love to see knockouts. They love to see stoppages, TKOs, and stuff like that. So in that regard, 
I think it, it did what it needed to do regardless of it was a guy who came in with an O and O record in terms of boxing, fighting a guy yeah. who's arguably who's arguably one of the best, if not the best boxers of the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, just because of those casuals for, for boxing, those casual boxing fans, whether they, I mean, if they're Conor McGregor fans and they just came from MMA or, or just simply for, for the hype of, of uh, watching one of the, you know, haters that might've want to see one or the other boxer lose, I think those those numbers, those fans are the ones that are still hanging around and probably interested. I mean, they're doing good advertising for Canelo Triple G, too. I actually saw an interesting ad last night where they had, uh, you know, like they were showing like legends and stuff like that. And De La Hoya was actually in it. Um, they had all the older boxers like watching them two get in the ring. It was a pretty cool ad. Have you seen that? It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, they they filmed that um, like a month or two ago. I think in in because I remember because there, there was um, I had seen on social media that there was a lot of legends, you know, like Roberto Duran and some of, some of those guys like, um, you know, Hitman Hearns and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They were out in L.A. And um, and then I saw, you know, after I did some digging that they were there because they were filming a, a little vignette commercial with Canelo and Triple G and I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And I thought I think I liked the commercial. I thought it was cool, like a little throwback. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a really cool commercial. Yeah, actually I like I said, it was yesterday. I only saw it for the first time, but it was on a lot. I mean and uh my brother's actually uh um he watched the Mayweather McGregor. He and I watched it together and then uh I know he it's it's actually his birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mark. He listens to this Happy podcast. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um but um, he uh, he's gonna watch that too for his birthday with his girlfriend. They're gonna watch, get together, and watch the uh, the fight. So um, I, I I'm pretty sure he's going for Canelo. I think a lot of people are going for Canelo that I know. I don't know. I'm. What's your prediction? I mean, do you have as far as like who you want to win or who you think is gonna win? Like as far as if you were to be objective and and not not be all uh like uh like tell me who you want to win and who you think is gonna win. And if it's the same guy, obviously, then it's just one one answer. Well, you know, I've been going I, – I just had a conversation with somebody about this earlier today. Um, I've been going back and forth on who I think is going to win for the last couple of weeks. Like, you know, because, like, on my spare time or, you know, when I get home or something, like, I'll watch previous fights of both fighters. Um, and, you know, I'll kind of watch them, like, okay, this, this, and that, and, like – one day I'll say Triple G is going to take it. The next day I'll read some stuff or I'll look at some stuff and be like, ah, oh, you know what? I think, I think Canelo's going to pull it out. I keep going back and forth. And I think that should just, that should just show people. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm a, a hot shot, big time reporter out there, but like, you know, I feel like I know the sport pretty well and I've covered it the last few years and written about it for the last few years, um, not just about the mainstream fighters, but, you know, the smaller name fighters who aren't really mainstream known. Um, yeah. I mean, you go out, and, you go out in LA and you watch the, the, the local guys fight almost every Friday night, right? Right. Right. Yeah. The golden boy promotions puts on a, a an event called LA fight club, uh, a couple Fridays a month. So that's pretty cool. That's where they get their prospects up. So that's a cool event. Um, but like, just for my opinion, if if I'm going back and forth like that, like 
from day to day, I think that just should, should shows people how how close of a matchup, how competitive this fight will be. Um, you know, if, if you ask me today, I think Triple G is going to take it. The reason why today what I'm thinking is because I think just Triple G is, is, has fought the bigger guys his whole career. Um, the biggest guy that Canelo has, has fought in his career, he just fought him in his last fight, which was Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who's a big guy. He fights like at 168, um, you know, and he walks around probably like 190, 200 pounds, I'm assuming. Um, and he's, and Chavez Jr. is actually bigger than, than Triple G. Um, but, you know, that, that fight wasn't competitive. Canelo toyed with him the entire 12 rounds. Like, you know, and Triple G has consistently fought big middleweights. Like, he's fought middleweights. And Canelo, before this last fight, has fought guys like Miguel Cotto, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather. He lost to Floyd Mayweather, but, you know, Floyd Mayweather is not, in terms of sizing, is not the same size as Triple G. You know, there's a huge difference there. You know, that's yeah. why, you know, go, going going off going off track a little bit, that's why I don't understand the people who say, oh, how come Mayweather doesn't fight Triple G? Like, he's scared or something. Like, are you serious? Like, Mayweather is, is a small guy. Like, just because yeah. he's, like, one of the best boxers in the world doesn't mean, like, he's going to move up to fight a guy who's fought at, a, like, at 12 pounds a, a above him who's been, like, it, it's just, it, but, you I mean, know, I get it. It's just it's just because people want to see him lose, and Triple G yeah. has built up, has been marketed well. So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just, no it's I just okay. Keep, Go ahead. I think that's uh that's always an odd thing for 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 people to say that that somebody that fights for a living is actually scared to fight someone else that does the same thing for a living. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like I always exactly. think that's a dumb comment. I mean, maybe they're afraid of losing something financially, or there's a business aspect to it. That I could see them being afraid of, but I don't think anyone's. And I don't think any of these guys are afraid to fight each other. No, I don't think so either. Because I mean, it, it just comes to. To the point where, like, I get there's some people, there's some fighters out there that, that they'll just keep moving up and up and up because they're just like, oh, well, you know, I'll fight anybody, you know. Um, like, look at look at De La Hoya when he fought. Like, yeah, he's looked at as one of the best boxers there ever was, and, you know, he made a lot of money. He was a big draw for a lot of years. But when he moved, he, he started, like, at, you know, 140 or 147 or something, and as he kept moving up, he, he ended up moving up to middleweight, and he got knocked out by Bernard Hopkins. And yeah. he even he he's even said in past interviews he was just like yeah he's like you know I just wanted to show people that I was down to fight anybody and I moved up he was like but Bernard was way bigger than me you know like you know a, Bernard fought all these bigger guys for most of his career he's like so he was used to their power to their size you know and I was a smaller guy coming up from you know 150 pounds 147 154 and stuff like that so there's a there's a difference there. You know, like yeah. tri- Triple G, yeah, he's been knocking these guys out and stuff like that. But like, he's fought the, you know, the physically bigger guys his entire life. And Canelo, in terms of sizing, you know, in terms of talent, boxing skills, Canelo might have fought the better boxers throughout his career in terms of just looking at boxing skills. But in terms, you know, it doesn't mean that Triple G just because he hasn't fought guys who don't have the same type of talent that. Canelo's opponents have had doesn't mean that he's not 
just as good. You know, it, it, yeah. it's kind of like a, there's pros and cons to it, and it, it's it's a tough it's a tough fight to pick, man. It's really tough. It is, and it seems like a really close fight, especially because this is this is one that we're not being made to wait for. Like there's like Triple G uh, and Canelo have been the names in any even the casual boxing fans' uh, mouths that people that don't know anything. Um, when they talk about a, a, bo- a match they'd like to see, those two names always came up. So, and we're finally getting it. And um, I think, like you said, it's it's hard to call. It seems closely contested. Um, I was actually surprised that you said Triple G because I thought you were going to go Canelo. But then that's why I, I added to my question, you know, who you want to win and who you think is going to win. So, you know, because obviously with the whole, you know, we Mexicans get a little excited on September 16th, so we tend to jump into the whole thematic thing with the fanfare and and want them obviously want uh canelo to win um of course actually one, yeah, of, no, one, of, course. The, one of the listeners i'm going to play it at the end of this podcast actually when i finally uh, uh get it together but one of the listeners he's got his own anchor station on on the anchor app called jesse and music his name is jesse he, he wrote a song uh, that i'm going to add to the end of it and it's it's called let let's it's all his, his guitar playing but it's called let's go canelo um <laughs> so to close out the episode, I'm going to play that just for him because he calls in a lot and interacts a lot. He's, he's a big listener, so uh, oh, I figured good. I'd give him the exposure too. Yeah, but um, so but you're going Triple G. I mean, will will you will you still be going Triple G come like Saturday when the fight's on? I, you know what? I, if I tell you yes or no, I'd be lying to you because I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> you don't know, yeah. Yeah, cause I I really don't because you know I. I I think in terms of boxing skills, Canelo is the better boxer. But of course, Triple G has more power. And and isn't you know, he like a high output guy too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it it's a tough one, man, because you say one guy's better at this, but then the other guy's better at this, which could overcome the, the others talent you know it's vice versa and and you know that's the thing like you know i i i canelo could pull it off that's why i i I like that you asked me who do you want to win and who do you think is going to win yeah today i think triple g is going to win but who i want to win i mean yeah being you know mexican-american i want canelo to win but not just because of that but also if you look at it in terms of preserving the sport and in the business sense, Canelo yeah. is, is like eight, like eight, nine years or whatever. He's, I think Canelo's 27 and triple G's 35. So in terms mm. of a business aspect and preserving the sport, yeah, I'm going Canelo because he's going to keep yeah. the sport alive a lot longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and in combat sports, I, I mean, I mean, usually, usually, I don't want to say I, most more, more times than not, I should say, the younger guy, you know, uh, does win um, just because he's of the athleticism stuff. I mean, especially in the fight game, the you know the, those fights stay in their bodies. Especially, uh, I, I think De La Hoya talked about uh, talked about it once when he when he was talking about you know retirement, how uh, you know starting so young just added more years of, of, you know, the long-term damage that comes with combat sports as a whole. I mean, both, both sports, MMA and, and boxing suffer from it, you know, and then uh, over time it can, it can slow you down, you know, power fades and, and quickness fades. So, um, 
that for that reason, I, I agree with you as far as uh, the younger man might might be the better man to to take it. But uh, you know, on fight night, anything can happen. So that's what that's what right. makes uh, combat sports great. Yeah, that that like, just like you said. Like I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's MMA or or, or boxing. Uh, one one punch, one kick, you know, one hold or whatever can change the outcome of the of the of the fight in a split second, you know. Um, and you know that's the beauty part of, of combat sports is that, you know, I think that's why people like people like Mayweather are so successful because he's been able to fine tune his skills so well. And, you know, he's been able to sell himself in terms of his personality and marketing and stuff, which doesn't hurt at all. Um, but, you know, just using him as an example, people tune, people tune in to watch him lose and people tune in to watch him win. But at the yeah. end of the day, what, what do they have in common? They're tuning in, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, that's, that's the bottom line at the end of the day is, you know, like, yeah, you want to have talent because you want to be able to back it up, but you also want to be able to, to draw some money. You got to draw here. Yeah, you got to draw in fans, you asses in seats and eyes in, on the screens. So exactly. All right. Just man. Like, I'm, I'm just like, just like they said in the, in the nineties, the WCW when about an episode of raw, that'll put some asses in seats. Yeah, yeah, that's always. I, that, I don't know. That's the formula. I, that's that, the but... formula. I do, man, and you know I'm, a, you know I'm a WCW guy. <laughs> <laughs> I do DDP yoga. I mean, go on. There it is, man. Diamond Dallas yeah. Page. Yeah. Fuck, man. WCW. That's definitely my. Uh, that was definitely my my. That's definitely my era for pro wrestling. But uh, to, just to your point about the, as far as uh, the formula in combat sports, that they can always take a page from pro wrestling. To put asses in seats, um, well, for sure. It's true. I mean, I mean, just to you know, piggyback off of that, I'd I'd, I'd like to know if we can just kind of touch on the subject, just because it's kind of recent news. Uh, do you think? I mean, I mean, it looks like it's going to happen, but do you think Ronda Rousey is going to jump into the WWE? Because I mean, they she will she just show up a couple? Yeah, she cut that ago. she cut that promo, but uh, it, it it wasn't as well received as they'd hoped. I mean, her girl is in in the. Uh, you know, um, um, Shayna Baszler's already seems to be signed with them, but uh, I don't think um, I don't think it's something that they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna marry just because uh, actually there's a pro wrestler around here that uh, I'm familiar with. Uh, he goes by the the name Brimstone. Um, he's got a podcast called Grindhouse Radio out of Long Island, and uh, he saw that and he was just like you know. She need, if she's gonna try to do this, she needs to learn to cut a better promo because that whole thing was horrible. So I don't think right. I don't think it's something that's gonna that's gonna I don't know. It might have legs, but you you never know. The thing with pro wrestling, you never know what they're trying to throw at you. You know, some something well, disappears, well, something pop out of nowhere. In terms of, I mean, I'm assuming it's Vegas, but in terms of for MMA, what's the best city in terms of? audience like people just love mma like what in the united states what 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 do you think because i feel like i'm asking asking because if you know like you know the the pro wrestling wwe is in a different city different cities like every week you know for their their monday night raws and you know stuff like that so or their pay-per-views on sundays like if they have her show up i mean in terms of a marketing aspect business aspect you know, if you're going to have her show up in person 
to one of those live shows on television for the first time, I would try to make it in a city that, you know, you know, you, you, there's a lot of big population of, you know, wrestling fans and stuff, but also MMA fans because there's people probably who are just going to buy tickets to that pro wrestling show yeah. because she's on, because she's, she's getting advertised because of it. They're like, Oh, well yeah. shit. Like, I want to see what this is about, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I honestly, I mean, like, like New York city is the media capital of the world. So anything you do there is always, always considered big. Right. But as far as like, uh, I mean, I honestly feel, and I'm from Jersey, so in New Jersey, it's a, a, a sorry, my phone's buzzing. Hold on one second. It's all right. The, the, be- the beauty of live recording. So so popular oh, yeah. over there in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, like, you know, MMA has roots in New Jersey. Um, so in that sense, I, uh, I, I wish, uh, or in this area... You know, New York and New Jersey, um, if you read that book, Raw Combat, you can read all about it, the one by Jim Jania. I think I told you about it. There's a review about it on, on my website, uh, The Blogboard Jungle. But uh, to answer your question, I feel like it's actually, for MMA, I think out by you it's more popular because you guys have more regional things going on, Midwest and, and the West. Honestly, I think it's because the weather's better and it's easier right. for guys to train and cut weight and, and, and you know, not not have anything uh you know stop them from getting their grind on to to get to a fight night so if if it happens it's got to happen out out either like in california out by you somewhere or or at least in the like nevada arizona it's got to happen in that area not 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 around here unless they did it in the uh you know in the the better times of the year here in the northeast because uh, re- uh they've done a couple of wrestlemanias here wwe comes to uh madison square garden and barclays but they usually do when the weather's nice, so I feel right, like right. No, yeah. the chance of it happening is more likely by you than by me. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, I mean, like you said, doing it in Madison Square Garden would be huge. You know, New York, the New York crowd is uh, pretty lively over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, but, all right, I mean, man, I mean. Well, uh, I mean, before, before we end this up, I don't think I asked. I, I don't know if you revealed it, but who – for the Canelo Triple G fight, who who do you, who do you think is going to win? I mean, you asked me, but you know, I'd oh. like to know what you think. Yeah, yeah that's a, turning the tables on me. That's good. Turning the tables. <laughs> um, turning the tables. You know what though? But uh, I, I honestly like. So if I have to go by recent performances, and I actually talked about this with uh, uh, Hector Franco over at Frontproof. Um, if we go by recent performances, I I have to, I have to, I would say. And and I'm not being biased because of the whole Mexican thing. I I think Canelo only because uh, you know Triple G his last his last uh, bout was here in New York and uh, I mean he won but he it wasn't like the Triple G that people was it Daniel Jacobs was his opponent. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So his his performance wasn't like Triple G that most people know. That was the biggest. Right. Uh, complaint i heard about him and from what i saw i agreed so if we're going by past performances i would say i want to go with canelo but i know a lot of people are going triple g just because of uh you know his career as a whole so but for me i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go full mexican and and stick with canelo oh full mexican i got it (laughs) 
So that's where I'm at. All right, man. So uh, just uh, before we close, let folks know where they can find you, find your work and your interviews and all that stuff. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, like you said at the beginning, um, I have a YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash Z, as in zebra, boxing news. Um, I also have, I also publish personally on medium.com. You can find me on medium.com slash at Danny, D-A-N-N-Y, Z underscore boxing. Um, You know, all the work I publish, it doesn't matter what uh, website or outlet it is. It always goes on there. Um, you know, and I always cool. give credit to where it was originally published. Um, and then I, I also, um, you can also find my work on uh, Supreme Boxing Inc. Inc. dot com. That's Supreme Boxing Inc. dot com. Um, but you can find some of my work there. I just recently joined them. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's covering the sport, man. You know, it, I don't, I don't really ever view it as 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 like a hassle because, you know, like I, I love the sport, you know, of the sport of boxing. I mean, just like, you know, you love the sport of MMA, you know, like it's just like it, it, we enjoy it so much that, you know, we we take our, our spare time to write our little thoughts and opinions and report news about it. Definitely, man. All right, man. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you taking the time to talk, and uh, I'll uh, I'll let you know when this goes up. And uh, good luck, man. Uh, good luck watching the fights and everything. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the whoever you want to win wins. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. I mean, hey, hey, you know, regard, regardless of who wins, you know, if you want to do a a, a post a post fight uh, uh, podcast for this, you know, after the fight, you know, just to kind of see what our opinions are after the fight. Um, you know, just let me know, and I'm I'm willing to jump on. I will. I don't know if I'm. I don't know how soon I'm going to catch it though, because while that's going on, I'm watching a UFC Fight Night. David Branch and Luke Rockhold, some middleweight. Oh uh, wow. there's some middleweight should, drama going on that there. Should, yeah, that should be a good matchup. Yeah, that's that's a real good matchup. That's a real good matchup. I'll give you my quick uh, who I want on that one, and it's David Branch. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, by All what? Right, man. By but but well, really quick. By by what though? Like KO. You know what, David Branch is so well-rounded. I think he can take it however he wants. Um, he's calling for wow. a knockout, though. Yeah, he's he's been calling for a knockout, so I'll go with what his his prediction and saying uh, he's going to get the finish by a knockout. A Their main event, so it's, yeah. I mean, hey, the, the guy's a, a double double champion from uh, you know uh, he was middleweight and light heavyweight champion over at World Series of Fighting. Nobody beat those belts, you know, beat him for those belts. He just gave him up because he got in the UFC. So. Um, wow. the guy, the guy's got a lot of, got a, a lot of reason to believe what he believes. And I, I'm with him because he's a, he's a Hensel Gracie guy. So you know how I am about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I gotcha. No, I get <laughs> so, all right, man. Thanks again. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. All right, y'all. That's pretty much it for today. I know it was a big one, but it was a big news day. And we got, again, busy fight weekend. Lots of fights coming up. Um, Once again, thank you for listening. If you'd like to help out this podcast and anything else that we got coming, check out theblogboardjungle.com. When you want to make an Amazon purchase, click any of those Amazon links, and you'll be helping your boy out while helping me bring you some hot news for your ear holes. 
Um, also check out uh, Daniel Zaldivar's YouTube channel. And as promised, um, because of uh, the big Saturday we got coming, um, one of our listeners and Anchor Station music creator, Jesse, he has his Anchor Station, Jesse and Music. Go check him out. He did call him. Uh, we're going to close this out with uh, the one he sent in called Let's Go Canelo. So thank, thank you, Jesse, for doing that. Um, much appreciated. And thank you all for listening. Um, please check out uh, all the other stuff uh, with regarding John Jones and Daniel Cormier at FrontProofMedia.com. And I'll holler at you after the fights. This was the MMA Afterthought Podcast. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.